0: show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petri. I have back on the show, Amy Palacios. She's on here with Francesca Amato. And Amy was last on October 30th, Season 3, Episode 145. Now, when Francesca Amato and Hannah Morris were on, they were on with Natalia Dalton last week. Which was October twenty-ninth, season three, one forty-four is the episode. I welcome you both to the show. And, you know, Amy, you know, I've interviewed you before. And how did you come to meet Francesca and everything she's helping you with?
1: I actually um saw her on Facebook with like her glowing in the dark. Um that and then I saw again with the Congress. She um had us all like do little we called into a line and we got seven minutes to speak to Congress for like eight hours. I think that we did a bunch of the little blips of all of the stories around the U.S., of uh, very similar stories um, of injustices. Mm-hmm. So wow. I, you know, started off. I met her that way. And then when I saw more about what she did with the ADA advocacy, then I asked um, for a meeting with her and her team.
0: Well, I'm glad. Like, did it take long to get in contact when you did contact Fran?
1: No, I I think she talked, she talked to me pretty quickly afterwards. And I got in, there was a lot of people with that eight hours. So we had some, some time, you know, spinning in there, but I had talked to her between the glowing and the dark thing and the and that and I wanted, you know, I think I even wanted some T-shirts that said I have multiple T-shirts with the glowing in the dark, women glowing in the dark. So, um, yeah, so I, we just have similar goals and similar, um, back, you know, just with our faith. And I just liked um, I like that about, you know, having a different approach of why we're going to be able to stand for justice this time as, you know, we have God on our side.
0: Now we have to. This is a spiritual battle of warfare.
1: Amen. Very true. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Fran, you've been helping Amy uh, for for how long? Have you been helping Amy?
2: Um, I believe it's just been a couple of months now, maybe like two months. uh, But the Mothers Glowing in the Darkness event, which was done over the summer in Washington D.C., where we literally, you know, lit up glow sticks at in memorial um but we went in and we had different congressional we didn't get the congressional hearing room this year something happened and instead we just went in and we spoke with different congress members um in their offices um and different groups of moms went in just because they couldn't fit everyone you know they were still doing the covid um yeah limitation so to speak um but then um yeah, it was amazing because I was gonna try to do like a two hour brief with the mothers that weren't able to come to Washington, DC. And um it, it would literally it's literally a command to Congress, which is a legal right. Mm-hmm. And um it's very disheartening because um, you know, they were very good while we were in the meetings and we had very well spoken, presentable mothers um with the same basically different faces but similar stories, clean background mothers. Um report abuse and you're automatically an abuser. I'm sorry, you're automatically a liar or crazy or both, you know, that's the narrative. And, um, you can see that that's not true with any of these moms. Um, so I figured let's do a briefing that I can show them even more of these women. And I was overwhelmed. Like, like, uh, Amy said, it went over eight hours and I could have kept going. I could have went for days on end. Um, they just kept coming and coming. I felt bad because I couldn't fit everybody in. And of course, all members of Congress have received this, um, uh, this live interactive, basically, uh, pre-recorded, you know, right, right raw though, live, um, presentation of all the cases. And, um, uh, and like I said, we went in person as well and, uh, it was a beautiful event, but they are now not even responding. They're not even responding, you know, and, uh, it's just, it is what it is. But I like to always leave everything with a positive outcome though, because you know, that may appear negative, but as I've been doing this for over 15 years um, we are seeing a lot of positive results, which I think we can probably talk about with Amy as well today. Um, we are seeing a lot of positive results. Um, I want, I'm the person that literally um, coined the phrase, kind of uh, abolish and arrest. And I can get into that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, child predator services for CPS or child pedophilia services for CPS, because I don't know where they can even have the audacity to call a protective agency.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, these are our, these are our end goals. Um, but obviously when you're, I always say when your children and, or you, cause it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, um, a package deal um, are in the clutches of the enemy's camp. You know, we have to go into the enemy's camp and use a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do we, how do we rescue these families? How do we rescue them? You know? Um, and so that's where we can, I feel, I mean, that's where over my 15 years experience I've um, been researching and I work with a forensic expert, Victoria Gribben. Um, and she, basically she's who trained me and I eat, breathe and sleep it basically. So I am a, an expert in the Americans with disability act and um, which we can definitely delve into today. Which we need to delve into, and I believe that when Hannah and I are back on, I think that's going, mm-hmm. uh, Marianne. I think that's going to be a phenomenal show mm-hmm. because she'll be able to add her flavor to it, which is her double masters and and, and how it affects education, how it affects IEPs, how it affects, um, you know, learning disabilities and so on and so forth, um, and kind of tag teaming on that to show the viewers how this negative negatively impacts children, adults. And then society on a whole,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but in Most the pop- how imply and how invoking the Americans with Disability Act on all families um, does change things, and I think that's where Amy can really talk about how she's been impacted and how she's been treated until I came into her case with her. I think that's encouraging to the viewers to
0: see. You know, Amy, how has your case been going? Because I know you have two ex-husbands being represented by the same attorney.
1: Right. Well, at times, there's actually a court order that my first ex-husband cannot be represented by the second ex. I mean, by that ex that same faulty lawyer. It even she even defined out when she gave me my last motion or my order. She wrote out that. H.J. White Sr. shall not have any further involvement with DHS child support matter bearing the file number of my case um, due to potential conflict animosity reflected in the defendant's dismissed motions that county attorney of Cabarrus County shall assign separate counsel for this matter and any future child support enforcement establishment or modification of hearing. And that was my October 3rd, both on October, I mean, both on August 15th, um, where I didn't have Francesca, but then October 3rd, I should have had Francesca, and I, there's been three different um, judges, so I can just tell you the difference. The first judge was Cloninger under child support, and this Jay White guy was standing in and out of the courtroom right next to um Goldberg which was the represented county attorney that was in his place but he was supposed to not be a part of the hearing but even on all my um all my paperwork that says that mounts I have to pay everything it all still says Jay White's name all over it he's been sending stuff to me or my my work or any of that kind of stuff. And even my work is like, this is an official paperwork. This is not from the state.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: this is just this random lawyer telling me to pay that. I can't take that out of your check until I get official paperwork from the state. So he is not supposed to be on anything. You, d- I just read that part, insert from that, but mm-hmm. he's still doing it. Um, on October 3rd, they didn't let um, Francesca in. My hearing conager literally told me that an ADA... Um, And I'll let her speak to this. But she's he said that ADA accommodations don't have anything to do with child support, but they kidnapped my kids. And then having me pay him three thousand dollars a month, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's part of the legal abuse. But yet they didn't want me to have any kind of defense there. And it was it was a a full blown attack that day on October 3rd that they didn't let her in. He had a social worker from DSS standing next to him, this um, gold Berg, and that was this other attorney that came in. And then Jay White was in and out of the courtroom. And even at the end of the verdict, walked across the courtroom, start screaming and saying that they needed to add back child child pay to the hearing. But Goldberg came to my hearing as a testifier for my ex-husband, Matthew Bledsoe, on, math, on um, October 25th, and, and Frank can witness to this, and sat on stand and said that Jay White was never in the room. He testified that Jay White was not even there on October 3rd, that he was there on October 15th in and out of the room, and he was talking to him and everything. But he says that he was not even there on October 3rd, which is, was a blatant lie. So, I mean, so that's how my ex-husband got out of contempt of using Jay White was because they just bring in other lawyers to lie for them. So, obviously, they have probably lied to the Department of Justice, which they violated the ADA accommodations on the 3rd. And it was a huge violation for Jay White to be in and out of the courtroom, distracting and intimidating and attacking. Um, And so I really want Fran to speak on why the ADA accommodations is it should have been used in the child support and why they're in a direct violation for not letting me have those accommodations?
2: So there's a couple of things going on here. So, with the first one, with the child support, um, I not, it's not funny, okay, but I almost want to laugh at the ignorance behind saying that your ADA accommodation does not apply here. Um, because and i'm going to t- tell you guys a few federal codifications and so on and so forth um, so i'm not just an expert in the americans with disability act but i'm an expert in domestic violence child abuse and the americans with disability act and how the three work together okay how one affects the other very clearly and, and then again obviously we're going to get more in depth with this with hannah when we discuss on the next on the later show coming up um how it affects school and so on. Mm-hmm. But to say that is a direct violation of the ADA. It is absolutely ludicrous to say something that would be like saying, and let's put it in like more layman's terms. That would be like saying the, your, your ADA uh, um, accommodations or whatever you need under the ADA with any sort of disability Um Works in ShopRite, but it doesn't work in Hanna- Hannaford. <laughs> like, that's just absurd, okay? If you, are, if you are in a wheelchair, you need a ramp to go into Hannaford Grocery Store, just like you would need a ramp to go into ShopRite Grocery Store. You would need a ramp to go into a courtroom. You would need a ramp to go into um, child support court. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. difference. That is ludicrous and is a severe federal violation under the ADA, Um, now the good thing, and I think we might've mentioned this on the last show, again, we'll talk more in depth about it and more thorough when we're together, but, um, they have just recently, I file thousands upon thousands of noncompliance complaints to the department of justice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, in some States, because there'd be a higher concentration of violations, like right now, Ulster County family court is they would get an F plus, Mm -hmm. um, Um, But yet I just did Brooklyn court and the judge was highly respectful. Um, The judge asked me if he violated the ADA in any way. The same thing happened in Amy's court the other day. Same thing happened in a court in Virginia with a chief justice. Um, And then you've got the other judges that tell you, you can't advocate for your client when that is insane. Okay. And they're Mm -hmm. ignorant of the ADA and that's putting it nicely. But the, in July of 2022, which just passed this summer, Um, The Department, U.S. Department of Justice website just highlighted and um, actually put it on their website, which clearly says the date, you know, um, that courts, which I will actually tell you the federal laws behind that, um, must are mandated and must follow the Americans with Disability Act. And that basically, in essence, what it says is that parents with um, disabilities cannot be discriminated against. In other words, you cannot take their children because they have a disability. And one of the things that attorneys have done to families is shh, don't mention that you have a disability. That's a discrimination right there and shame on any lawyer that would say that. Don't mention that you have a disability. Don't mention because they're gonna take your children. They cannot, by federal law, take your children because you have what I call invisible disabilities. Now, um, the technical assistance line on the Department of Justice Obviously a judge can get through that immediately. The layperson will get through it in certain time frames to call during the day, and you can verify any federal codification under the ADA um, of what the courts are supposed to adhere to. Doesn't matter if they're child support, it doesn't matter, it does not matter, okay? Now, what has happened over the decades with the family court arena is that they have not followed the ADA at all whatsoever. They are very behind. Um, So now we are holding them accountable. And in the interim of holding them accountable, you're holding even the corruption that occurs within the Department of Justice accountable. But I can also say, because I'm like a corruption buster (laughs) and an exposure (laughs) of this and exposing the judges and so on and so forth, You know, I did honor three separate judges, not for a lot of their decisions, but for the fact that they did honor the ADA. And so if you see here, I've got, you know, numerous certifications. And one of the, one of the, one of the organizations is NOVA National Organization for Victim's Assistance, whereby one of the instructors there, and some of the people that signed these are chief judges. Um, he is now putting together something where I will be training judges and encouraged me to call the courts that are actually honoring the ADA. So mm-hmm. it went, it, you know, it went in two different directions with Amy the other day, but I had to honor that judge um, because she, She, I'll I'll tell you a couple things that happened during court with Amy, which I found very appropriate, Um, and we'll kind of talk more about that without getting going too far over. But um, now I'll be training judges by bringing in judges that are um, effectively, um, uh, you know, administering the ADA and properly. Uh, you know, making sure that they're not making any errors and mistakes. Um, if they remedy it right away, of course, we would need to report. We would not need to report that because we need to work on the ninety-eight percent that are not uh, right. protecting the rights of the of the of the families and so on. Now, here's one that really ties them up in a knot, and what that would be is court orders are to be in compliance with the Americans with Disability Act. Judges and attorneys will tell you no but I'm telling you now, 100%. And what they emphasized on the website is that you cannot discriminate and that you must be, it says it very clearly, courts must be in compliance with the ADA. So
1: there, even the, the yeah. order wasn't in compliance. So the, the other judge that she's talking about, um, Christy Wilhelm, she was trying to maintain the ADA. She did like the recording appropriately let her come in and out and speak to me as she was supposed to and those kinds of things but her order from february 11th, 2022 was out of compliance with ada because it said this paragraph it said defendant shall obtain a comprehensive clinical psychiatric mental health assessment that and, and that's not the part that's I mean, that's part of one is a part is violating the ADA by saying that I have to keep doing mental health assessments when I've already done and passed many. <laughs> and then she says, it, she is to provide a written report stemming from the assessment to the plaintiff's counsel no later than May 1st, 2022. The oh. defendant is to allow all recommended treatment further education assessments deemed appropriate by the mental health professional who completes the assessment. So two violations were they're making me repetitively do these psych evaluations because they're lying. And then when I say they're lying, they wanna say I'm crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Blatantly lying. And then um, then they want me to give these records to his counsel, which is against the ADA violation. And then um, the the crazy thing is, is I did that. So I've kind of jumped through hoops where I had talked about it on my other one. I did it in Mecklenburg County. You know, the only thing I was ever diagnosed with was a questionable PTSD from him kidnapping my kids, like Mm -hmm. the reason for that behavior was because he kidnapped my kids. So actually he's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Give me back my kids. And I don't have any of that stress anymore. It goes away. Right. Mm -hmm. So then, um, I, it also, um, in this order, this recent order. So we went with, um, there was one successful hearing out of the three that I've had since she's been on my case. And that was with Christy Wilhelm where I was supposed to be heard on my kids. They continued it in February, but they held, they heard on contempt. He was trying to put me in jail for not doing a psych evaluation. He already did that Mecklenburg County, but in Cabarrus County, he didn't get away with it because of Francesca. He probably would have put me in jail that day if I hadn't had an ADA advocate because this order says I have to do, have to give, do this stuff and give the records to her. So then, um, Also, I had filed for contempt because he hadn't let me have my kids on multiple weekends. He even said out loud in court that those were my weekends. I testified and my husband testified that I didn't have those the kids that weekend. And he just said another lie. I recall them going when they didn't. Right. Um, So his lie is finding a fact. And then me saying you're a liar is, you know, I'm crazy and i'm tired of it and Mm -hmm. literally i got the. she did say that i was going to be in contempt of court for calling goldberg a liar because he blatantly lied on stand me and my husband were there you don't think i know what jay white looks like you don't think i know what he looks like you don't think i know what he talks like you don't think i i know who he is by now this has been two years of it and and like i'm they want to act like you're hallucinating and delusional that was a total different person talking literally said on stand that it was a total different person and they even write this in the order that it's a total different white because there's only like seven different whites in that family but you know on the one success that they did give me like a a lawyer like a for the contempt from before with this eighty five thousand dollars He did lose. I don't know if this is directly I forgot to tell Francesca this is directly related to the Department of Justice complaint. But he did lose his spot three weeks ago because he was over all the Department of Justice complaints for Cabarrus County. Jay White was filtering them. So I had an open complaint and I'm complaining and complaining for 18 months on him and he's filtering the, his own complaints until three weeks ago. Somebody else is over it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is that effective? Someone on his, in his firm, Hartzell, sits um, you know, on the bar. Someone in his firm, they also at times have even represented the Department of Justice. Their, their, um, their firm has the county contract. I think that might've been what he lost. I'm not sure, um, but he's, he's still over DSS child support. He's still over DSS child welfare. He's still over the school board and he's acting as the biggest criminal lawyer in that town and doing civil stuff. So he had a part in my kidnapping of my older kids, okay? Mm-hmm. And then passed it along to, to Donna Johnson. But they, what they do is have multiple hearings at the same day at the same time. Before Francesca came along on August 15th, he had scheduled three hearings in three different courtrooms at the same date and time.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Jay White. I, remember, I remember you telling me that. And the thing is, is that I did a second after the first um, after the first, you know, uh, where they denied me to come into the child support. Um, I did a second letter with all the violations on it. And then the violation amount, which would be $75,000 per violation, up to $150,000 per violation under the ADA. And I think that did scare them because that was within the three week period. So then now he's gone. So like that, that's very encouraging to those, I believe that are going to see this, this, this interview, because, you know. We are making an impact and, you know, it's not an easy thing because you're dealing with a corrupt court system. You're dealing with corrupt attorneys. You're dealing with corrupt child attorneys and guardians at litem. You're dealing with corrupt um, portions of the department of justice, but now stuff is happening because what I've discovered in the department of justice is that although there's corruption because there's people infiltrated in the mix here and there, like you said, he's the one that's, he's the one that's kind of blocking the, um, the truth to come forward because he's protecting his own his own motives there. Um, right. Others there that are not all bad, so to speak, and things are happening obviously. And your case case clearly showed it. Yours and many other cases that I've been dealing it with showed it. It was interesting at the one part where. Um, I saw the judge's face because I could see, you know, we did it hybrid. So she went in and I was virtual and I'm virtual a lot for those that <laughs> I do this nationwide. So I can't be in California and then be in Virginia, you know, in the same day. Um, yeah. I don't like to show off. I could do it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. But, <laughs> no, but, but truthfully, um, you know, I do a lot virtually, which would, which is an ADA, ac- very reasonable accommodation. Here's something that I want to let the audience know. That's really, really important is that, um, is that if you need an ADA accommodation, and I, I do this, like I said, nationwide, they are supposed to comply with the virtual assistance part of it. That also falls under domestic viol- expanded domestic violence laws. The judge does not have the authority, and they are convinced that they do, okay? And this is a lovely thing. They do not have the authority to grant or deny your ADA accommodation. They are loosely taking the interpretation of the word reasonable accommodation and they're turning that into some kind of a decision-making process for the judge. It is what it is. They right. can or deny your wheelchair, your seeing eye dog, your emotional support dog, your mm-hmm. ramp. But when you have post-traumatic stress or depression or acute, acute PTSD or what have you, these are all qualified, federally protected class members under the ADA, and don't mess with them. Mm-hmm. It does not make you less intelligent. It does not make you a bad parent. Matter of fact, you can be as smart as Einstein and have some sort of a psychological injury. If you were hit by a drunk driver because you were standing somewhere, it's not your fault. You've been physically injured. That doesn't take your parenting away from you. Mm-hmm. How dare somebody's parenting away from them because they've been injured psychologically, which most people have. And most people, doesn't matter how high or low your IQ is, most people have some sort of a learning disability. And it could be something very simple, like I space out, because I'm being traumatized right now. That causes me to have a learning disability at that moment, if you think about that, because I cannot grasp what's happening around me. I need to calm down. Mm -hmm. I need to calm so to speak. And a spec scan is going to show that of the brain. That doesn't mean that you're always spaced out, Okay. That just means in that moment of trauma, you are now spaced out, so to speak. And now you go back to normal. And that's where you need your equal footing and grounding in the court, so to speak, so that you understand what's happening so that you can respond. There are numerous things that happen within court settings that are completely illegal. Okay. And when you have somebody like myself there, it's good because it will hold the judges accountable to that level of, of, of gold standard. Okay, that they're not allowed to touch. They cannot make that decision. I can't grant or deny you having an ADA advocate. I also cannot grant or deny having me speak in court, in which I did fully and freely in Amy's court, others courts. And then other judges will say she can be here and watch, but she can't advocate.
1: That's what happened. That's what happened. My second court hearing um, with Judge Knuth just this week, they just randomly filed a motion to compel. With my second ex husband saying I needed more financial information, you know all this financial attack. I have three different court orders based on Jay White getting one fifteen thousand dollars for him to pay him seventy thousand dollars to pay my second ex husband that beat me up and was in jail for six months, beat my sister up, has two convictions of criminal assault, um, and. Has had even beat police officers up walking around the jail naked, painting the walls with poop, the floors with poop. But he got to sit on stand and say what our assets were. And I had to pay for half of it, even though I had a two inch thing of discovery saying that my debt was more than my assets. Mm -hmm. Jay White refused my discovery and said I couldn't use it.
2: I am in shock that you just said about this is so this is an off topic. But there was a woman a couple of years ago that used to do that in North Carolina, too. Is there something in North Carolina that North Carolina is horrible? They go to jail and they and they and they defecate in the court in the jail cell and spread it all over the walls. I don't know.
1: Maybe maybe Jay White told him to do that because, you know, Jay Mm -hmm. White deemed him in and out of competency. Jay White deemed my ex-husband, Brad urban in and out of competency three times in three years to get him out of criminal charges, but yet said he was competent to have children.
0: Oh, he no. does
1: he only has supervised visitation with his parents. So essentially have a court order with his parents every other right. weekend. Right. So really, I have an order with his parents, right? If right. I were to ask for child support, his parents, because they're the interveners, and both right. of them are the interveners, would be the ones that have to pay me child support. So to counteract the, this crazy amount of $70,000, I'm having to file for sanctions and child support because I, I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him, and I'm oh, not no. paying it's And they tried crazy. to on October 5th, I mean, I, I, August Fifteenth, They tried to put me in jail 30 days for not paying the lawyer and 30 days for not paying him. Well, it's a total of $85,000. And then the lawyer Jay White had written a letter. Well, all this whole $85,000 and I gave it to court. You can actually pay the whole thing to me. Well, even if they court ordered me to pay the whole eighty five thousand dollars to Jay White, they cannot put me in jail for not paying lawyer fees. It's like (laughs) debtors. I've heard like debtors prison. I'm a medical provider. I can't put somebody in jail for not paying me for my services. But they just like literally when I talked to um, Cynthia Everson, which is the the lawyer they gave me because they were going to put me in jail that day. And then instead they gave me a lawyer, but I got to pick off the list. I think she's probably the only not crooked person in Cabarrus County. So I knew her from other things. So I picked her and she's, she's got a faith and she's religious person, like not religious, but she believes in God. And she has some kind of like, you know, I know she has a backbone. So, you know, they used her to like block me going to jail that day that she's going to be, you know, my lawyer, that they choose. But the problem is, is like, even her, she's like, there's no, everyone is like, there's no fighting against Jay White. Even the bailiffs in the courtroom are like, literally when my ex-husband stood on stand and threatened to kill me on stand in front of five officers and a judge. And then we went back to, um, they gave me one year restraining order. We went back with Jay White as his lawyer. They didn't continue the restraining order and the bailiff came out with me and said, "You're gonna have to get it gone. If you have Jay White as your as the other person, you're never wow. gonna be protected." The bailiff well, said that to me. Wow, they know. Yeah, of course they know. They always know.
2: Mm-hmm. They come back and they watch this stuff happen all day long. And you know, because I've court watched all over this country for fifteen years now, I've seen. I've, I, you know, like I watched the, the I watched the bailiffs and so on, and I watched their expressions and I talked to them throughout, you know, and I'm like, how do you do this job? And how do you sit here and just like, like, do this to people? I don't even, I can sit here and do this to people and get paid to do this to people, you know, like to to do the bidding of somebody who's making, rendering orders that are harmful, detrimental to the lives of families. And they just look at you. They don't really say much, but they know, because they will tell you, you know, yes, this is wrong. And that's wrong. And this is wrong. And I see it every day. Well, why don't you all come together and start to stand up and rise up? And, and, you know, have a spine and have a conscience and, and do the right thing. Stop allowing it, you know, Amen. It's, disgusting. it's, it's absolutely disgusting, but you know, yeah, <laughs> terrible.
1: I mean, my, the problem is, is even your own family, like, um, they, they think that I maybe would have been heard on October 25th. They wouldn't have continued it till February, whatever. If I just hush, if I just be quiet. So the thing is, is don't don't go and be interviewed. Don't be don't tell about your story. Don't tell your side because that makes you look crazy. That's my own family is saying mm-hmm. that to me. So the problem is, is that society it's like it's like your kid is being bullied in school. OK, and they're, you're going to school and you're being bullied and every day they're coming home crying and they're they're upset and they don't want to go back to school. So if if you came, if your kid came home and you told and they told you that, right, and you told them stop crying, don't talk about it and don't say anything else. Just keep going to school and don't ever speak about it again and just deal with it. If you said that to them, right, would you do that to your child? No, but they do. That's that's what the world is doing, especially to adults. Like, um, just let them keep bullying you just let them keep beating you up just let them keep trying to take your money K- let them keep trying to take your kids let them just keep doing whatever you want they want to you that's what your own family will tell you just they would stop if you just shut up if you stop talking they no, would stop
2: i mean if that's not gaslighting i don't know what is and any good psychologist worth their salt is going to tell them is going to tell you, you know, not to do that. Like we see like a little girl, like if something, she's being molested and then like the person that's doing it to her is telling her to be silent about it or or that's exactly what a bully does in school. Don't talk about what I'm doing to you. But I have to tell you though, Amy, like, and I've been doing this for a number of years and, you know, Slam the Gavel is, is exposing multiple stories. Um, uh, more people are speaking out than aren't now. Um, it's definitely helpful. It's, you're better off. There's very few cases that I'll tell them don't say anything yet. You know, after just using a lot of wisdom, maybe with certain types of cases. But for the majority of cases, get your voice out, get your word out there, let them see it. There's multi-millions of people that agree that the family court is a disaster. Okay. That child protective pr- predator pedophilia services is a corrupt child trafficking industry. People know that. Um, it's finally making the news, even using the terminology child trafficking industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Non- John Walsh, wake up and smell the coffee. John Walsh is, John Walsh did not rise to international fame because his child was taken. Okay. That's an open case till this very day. You know, I've interviewed Megan numerous times. Um, There's so much behind that. It's total child trafficking. Okay. And it's not just child trafficking which is horrible. It's satanic ritual abuse, pedophilia, child trafficking. And these are the gateway doors. And, you know, I don't do drugs. I don't drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, I live a very moral life and I think I'm a fairly human being. Um, And I am not some raised person out there. And I have been exposing stories for a number of years. You know, we're looking at the intricacies of the, of the corruption within this entire system. It is not a broken system. It was built to do this. okay, Mm -hmm. And there are narratives out there. As a matter of fact, interestingly enough, I talked to someone earlier today and I was trying to explain to him the fathersrights.gov. And I went back to look for the website and it is now gone. They've scrubbed it. okay. And he said, no, I don't see that website. And I went and looked after we hung up and it is not there anymore. So I've exposed the fathersrights.gov to the point where they scrubbed the website off of online. And what I try to tell good dads out there I try to tell you, you're never going to get help from the father's rights movement. Um, They're only there to support abusive fathers. And that is in the court system. And it's all, listen, we're all Christians here. We believe very much in the order of family, husband, wife. We believe in God as a man. We believe in all of that. Okay. We believe we are uh, equal and God loves us both male and female. We're not, we're not going into any weirdness. I'm saying that we believe in, I believe in the sanctity of the covenant of marriage very much. OK, that is my heartbeat. That is God's heartbeat from Genesis to Revelation. He starts with a marriage. He ends with a marriage. We believe in all of that. We're not anti men. We don't hate men. Nothing like that. But uh, there's a lot of false narrative out there. Major false narrative out there the fathers, the fatherless home. And it sounds so mm-hmm. good to us. It's a humanistic lie. Um, and it's very dangerous to have a motherless home and clear, clear, clear signs yeah. of a man the first red flag I have is when they try to take full custody from a mother. Okay. You you know, right away that that is, you know, they're an abuser. Um, I've had dad, I know personally for years since childhood. And I know one particular story, I kind of tell it a lot where this father was in tears because the mother was on drugs. The mother was in and out of jail and it literally broke him, broke him to have to keep those children from her. her. Um, But he did it with safeguarding and he was a lovely male, father, man, born a man, is a man, and it broke him, okay? He didn't want to take those children from her, okay? Um, he didn't have a choice, but a beautiful thing happened in their marriage, um, which is also led by God, is that she's free today, and they have a beautiful, beautiful testimony and happy together marriage. So he stood by her, he prayed for her, and God seen them through, okay? You sometimes, I, you know, I'm all for that happening, restoration of the covenant marriage. Um, mm-hmm. so don't anybody tell me I'm a man hater cause you're, you're, it's a laughable. You don't have my heart and soul. Yeah, uh, I think I'm an open book. Um, but I am very favorable to women and children and I always will be. And I had to learn the hard way a couple of years ago. There is a family rights movement out there. There's a troll movement out there. There's father's rights movement out there that will never help a good dad. Um, they only support the abuser, a genuine abuser. I'm talking molesters, rapists, you name it physical abusers um we just you know tommy Valva's father was just um convicted of murder yesterday thank god in new york i'll look that up and so on and so forth um you know you'll see me on the cover of like every single newspaper down there screaming you know they got video of me screaming because i'm like don't act like this is the first time this is not a first time Mm -hmm. this is an all-time You know, and then they they hit everything. They hit the cameras in the house. They hit the pedophilia and the child trafficking that came through that home. They hit the um, all the major financials that came through. All of that's been hidden, okay. Um, But but point is, that this is what this system favors. There's nothing worse and there's nothing more dangerous than a motherless home. There's nothing worse and nothing more dangerous than a motherless home. Okay, and when I did this a few years ago, equal amounts of women women, and Um, with, I'm not even joking and and I'm conservative, conservatively, at least, at least 80% of these men that came to me turned out to be abusers. Okay. I I had an open heart. I fought for them. Like I fight for anybody until I found out they were abusers and then they were gone. So we have a whole different scrutiny system now for both women and men. And whenever I, that's why I take anybody as my clients, I'm not here for money. Um, and, um, And we do, we do, and and Amy knows, you know, first you get an intake, then you get a consultation, I'm vetting you just as much as you're vetting me. And when I take you now, and less and less men are coming to me now. Isn't that funny? Because there's in the family court system, they, their bread and butter is abuser, narcissist, or the combination of two. OK, and genuinely speaking, and I don't want to hurt any man's feelings. I have lovely fathers, husbands, uncles, cousins that are male that I adore with everything in me and my family that are real men in my family. OK, and that have pastors and you name it um, in the family court system. It caters to abusive fathers. Period, mm-hmm. And that's why you mm-hmm. go to legislators. If you speak to legislators and they hear the buzzword i'm here because that's about fathers they're gonna do they're gonna do
1: everything they can to help you because this is a father's rights movement it is okay the it problem is. is though that the abusers once the kids are older are turning the kids into abusers mm-hmm. so the, the that's the biggest issue so i didn't believe that you know 12 years ago when i'm in a, a, i actually met amy betts which was in Adelaide's rights with me um you know, in a domestic violence class. And there's a lot of people in our class that were, the women that their kids were older and they had been stay at home moms. And now they didn't have her their kids at all. Even one of them was beaten almost to death into the ICU by her, by her husband and the kid oh. together. Okay. And she didn't have her kid when he, when the husband and the kid together almost killed her. Okay. And she said, I couldn't put my son in jail. So I can't say that only him was doing. You know what I mean. So right. it was almost like right. she had to take the blame for her own abuse. Like, oh, I just fell down the stairs, or oh, yeah. I just did this. Mm-hmm. You know. So that the problem is, it like my ex husband is literally trying to take the my take the faith from my o- older four kids. Okay, especially with COVID, he just started poking in there. Like, if if this COVID situation is going on, there is no God. Right. Mm-hmm. So then they started to think, oh, mommy, maybe mommy is crazy. Maybe all this stuff mommy told me about God wasn't real. And then that's when they when when you get off the board of faith. Right. Then when that's when you start acting like a narcissist, you that's start right. in your own head. You start thinking these bad thoughts that your your dad had told you over and over and over again for you know, decades. Your mom is crazy. Your mom is this. Your mom is horrible. Your mom is this. Your mom is that uh, over and over and over again then they, then they, well, maybe mom is bad. Mommy, maybe mommy is the one that's bad. So they start to believe it. And then if you don't do exactly what they want, don't want you to do or want you to do, they start attacking you just like they did. Verbally calling you crazy Mm -hmm. verbally, you know, maybe even physically attacking you, which I've had off and on happen to me with the, with the oldest one, even over a cell phone, you know, and then acting like you're the one that's the problem, you know? Like I I'm trying to control this behavior. Like I'm trying to tell you we're all going to the, you know, to, to the church and you're getting in the shower and I'm right. trying to tell you get out of the shower and you're physically attacking me, but yet yeah. you're telling somebody else that, that it was right. opposite. No, like it, their behavior. It's like a, it's like a little tiny toddler
2: mm-hmm.
1: kicking and screaming. Okay. Right. Yes. And you go to get the toddler and everybody knows in the grocery store, because it's a toddler, right? They, it's not your fault. This kid is kicking and screaming, acting ridiculous, and you're having to carry them out as they're acting like that because they didn't get their candy bar or whatever it was. But yeah. if it's an adult child a bigger child that does that, right? Because my kid the kids that are the kid that was doing this to me is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. If it's adult child you're trying to stop, then you're the problem.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: Does that make sense? Like how do you even deal with that at that point? Like, that's right. You know, my, my, my rule has been like, okay, we, well, you, if you're going to behave this way, you're yeah. not going to be able to come to my house until you come until like this one's almost 18. <laughs> right. So like, until you behave, because I don't want my other kids acting like that to me. <laughs> so I
2: don't. Right. Thinking that this is condoned behavior. Right.
1: But hey, then, it's- then it's exactly giving my ex-husband exactly what he wants because he wants me to not want her here. Right, OK, right. so it's like I feel like I'm in the middle of this horrible scene, you know, where she's still like seeing us, like she's still see it. This is just a couple week period of time, but she's still seeing us like outside of my house. But the thing is, is we are constantly praying in this house. It mm-hmm. is so strong, the, yeah. the, the cloud of prayer that yeah, if you're going to walk into this and you're yeah. living in sin, you're not even yeah. going to be able to stand in my house. You literally are going to have to run to the street. Okay. And so the other kids feel the peace, you know, there's five out of the six, but that one is like, I can't even handle being in her house because it's bringing up all the bad stuff. She's not a bad person.
2: Right. Right.
1: She's got to deal with all this stuff going inside of her that, you know, the truth is I'm not saying her dad is bad. The, the, you know, the devil is bad and the devil influences people to act bad. Okay. Right. That little mm-hmm. angel and that little devil, you know, yeah. it's a true yeah. thing, but yeah. one is one yeah. is flesh, one right. is flesh and one is the spirit. The flesh is going to tell, it, it's going to have you act like in a demonic way in a bad way. Right. And if you listen to your spirit, you're going to act in a good way in a positive way. And the more I'm praying, okay. The more people that come around me, I don't care if they're out in the grocery store looking. Yeah. I mean, my husband is a, as a very big man, of God, they'll open their eyes looking at me like, like they're terrified of me because as of I, the spirit of just prayer. So that's how, J, that's why yeah. Jay White's so crazy around me. I mean, he literally can't even stand to be in my presence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So many I, and, times where they I, can't, I,
2: you're like, when I didn't know what was really going on, like, you know, have you ever had that happen when you just, you don't, why are they treating me this way? Now I know, but it yeah. was like, be really like, well, what the heck did I do? Like, what did I do? You know, you don't even realize, you know, what you carry. It's amazing, really is. But,
0: well, you know, Fran, when you were talking about like the father's rights, there's still a fathersrights.org.
2: There's a fathersrights.org, but there was a fathersrights.gov. And I went mm-hmm. to look and it scrubbed. I know it because I was on it. I read it. I went through it. I've seen it. I've seen billboards. It's a fathersrights.gov. I've seen billboards. have, have- gone. I literally right before this interview went and looked for it because I had other stuff going on and I am not, it's gone. I mean, unless somebody can find it, it's gone. And I've just, I've taught, I've, you know, I've talked about this on my broadcast and I know others have too. And I went back to look and it was gone. But I mean, the point is even if they've taken it away to hide it, it's infiltrated through the family rights movement. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have Dr. Ben Carson, who's a lovely man of God, but he says things like, he's 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 talking this this lie which is not true and there's you know there's a difference between statistics and truth even okay and there's there's Mm -hmm. genuine don't get me wrong and there's you know social science research and so on and so forth but but he speaks this lie that and this irks me to no end um and of course people are going to listen to him because we do respect him i respect him highly okay as a man of god i respect him as an amazing surgeon who separated the twins from their from their you know heads he's an amazing person but he's convinced and so are many churches that they're doing the right thing when they're not okay and doesn't isn't that how the devil works did Mm -hmm. not god say such and such and such from the beginning did not did god he twisted just so much and if you're not discerning you miss it well um he's like you know the fatherless home and what happens is every child becomes incarcerated they can't read they Mm -hmm. you know plant this horrible seed and you're leaving out the fact that 50 50 custody is so dangerous in an abusive home and children fare a million times better in one parent household safe secure consistent disciplined properly homes and they can excel in all aspects of life and they do so don't don't preach this narrative because it's a horrible negative Mm -hmm. narrative And within the mother homes that there are single moms that do phenomenal jobs and they are amazing women that are articulate and intelligent and they're able to watch kids and have them on their hip and go to work full time and, and do everything, you know, fry it up in a pan and do it all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come CEOs of companies and do amazing things as, and carry the faith of God in them and infiltrate this world in a positive way. And you're saying their kids are going to end up in jail and they're going to kill somebody and they're going to do all this stuff. No, that is not true. If I have to sit on my child and stop drugs from happening, I will do that. I will do whatever it takes. I will not allow that system to win in any way, shape or form. I will do everything I have to do as a warrior. I will do everything under God that I have to do.
1: But so the problem is the kids, the the dads, they take the kids, give them no rules,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: let them, you know, do whatever in their house, whether it drugs, sex, whatever, because they're their friend, they're their friend. And then we're the bad guy because we said no discipline and boundaries.
0: Also, I think another big problem. I don't know if you've heard of the book. Screw the bitch. It's on Amazon. Oh, but I will. Oh yeah. And I the the author, I think used a different name. He went under some pen name. This is not the guy, you know, Whatever. But he wrote how to go through divorce court and screw the bitch. Wow. So why isn't why cannot why Mm -hmm. can't we get this book taken down?
2: It should be down. It should be down. How come there's no cancel culture on that book? How come that's okay? That says a lot to me right there. That says a lot to me. You know, we're going to cancel all this stuff. That's truth speaking, but we're not going to cancel that. But we're going to talk about how we're so pro women. But we know I live in New York state. There's nothing pro women about this state. Mm-hmm. It's anti-child, anti-woman, very clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay. They can be ribbon. They want to put up and you can hang yourself with those ribbons. Cause it's a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's a nonsense. Okay. So, you know, yeah. And that's, that book should never be up Oh, my goodness. If somebody said something about, I won't even say something, something else you're canceled. You're canceled telling the truth. But if you say something like that,
1: that's okay. That's okay. Terrible. That's the problem with the world is that I I even have a friend at my church that, um, you know, I mean, it says, you put your hand on the Bible and said to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth in the, in the court. So it's supposed to be biblically based and you're supposed to be, I I honestly want to tell the liars on the court stand that are lying and tell them to start opening up the Bible and say, read here where it says that if you lie, you're going to be cursed. Sin leads to death. All this kind of stuff, because this is what's going to happen to you for lying. You know, it doesn't God doesn't give you a a hand high five and you don't keep getting away with stuff. Just like Marianne said, her judge died. You know, God vindicates in a bigger way than we could ever vindicate. Right. Mm -hmm. So the. The problem I forgot where I was leading to, but um oh, this, the book you were talking we were talking about that book and you were um
0: or the Bible? The Bible yeah, I was talking about the Bible. Okay. Bible-based. So
1: yeah. but the kids are told that the Bible isn't true and what your mom says isn't true. Okay. The Bible, uh, literally his, his grandparents, his parents or their grandparents said it was just a, a, you know, a coffee table decoration, you know, of just like stories. So when you have one whole side of your family saying stuff like that, and then, you know, of course, the only reason they have anything to say that I'm crazy, even my own family, any person in my life. Only reason they ever just have said anything to say that I'm crazy is because I believe in God and because I stand up for the truth. And when you're walking in sin and living in sin, and I'm going to tell you, no, that's not right. This is the truth. Then you're going to be pissed and say, "Oh, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about." That's not how the, that's the world decides a different set of rules, right? But in the court, you're putting your hand on the Bible, swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. This justice system was supposed to be set on that. There's judges, there's, there's judges that were brought up in the Bible to rule. There were people that are, you know, ungodly, but then God still uses them to do justice, right? There's people that are surgeons and, and they might not even be a godly person or no God, but yet God uses their hands to, you know, save people's lives. Well, God can use an unjust judge Right. To put justice in the court system. And we're going to command because with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and the unity that we have together, we're going to command yes. justice in all these court systems. And yes. we, I think we need to call like a seven, right now there's a seven day prayer for yes. like the, um, yes. like yes. Sean Fuchet is doing yes. it and Daniel Adams. So yes. to, to, for praying in the per- people that are over the government for yes. elections, mm-hmm. we need to call in something like that around the clock for and justice. If we I, what, could get co- that many people call in for, you know, an eight hour period of time telling their story, give every yeah. single person seven minutes to pray.
2: That's right. I next,
1: love- person on, next, person on, next person on next person on for 24 hours for seven days straight. Every single person do that and, and see what, and we all stand with the same alignment. We stand with the same unity. We stand with the same <laughs> thing. You see what God does. Mm-hmm. I and love as it we like, ask us to pray. We have to pray. We yeah. have to pray to get what we want. It doesn't just happen
2: this demonic system which is what the whole thing is and the deception in the 501c3 churches that tell people that the government you know that we're supposed to bow down to the government because they're misinterpreting what the bible actually does say and thinking that people are supposed to bow down to this when you never were supposed to paul and silent. paul never did jesus never did like that's not the truth you're reading one scripture and you're making a whole theology out of it the government is completely separate from god it says we do not we're not supposed to serve two masters you either believe in one or the other not both or I'll spew you out of your my mouth. Mm-hmm. So we have authority when we go into these courts. If you're standing right before the Lord, that's why I tell people all the time, we talked about it last night in the prayer call. If you're right with the Lord, the enemy has nothing in you, okay? And if you're not, the enemy has nothing in you, he doesn't have the same hold on you in these courts. We have the authority in these fake courts. They do not. And that's when you start to see more and more authority being activated in the in these fake court systems. But we got to call it what it is though. You can't pretend that they work because they don't,
1: they do not. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I know, I know what it was that I was trying to say about my church member, they had their counselor is going. So what's happening even in the school system, the counselors are going in speaking to these children and saying they get to decide if they're he, she, it, whatever. And, and literally when the, when the girl went in with the counselor to say that my mom says, I'm going to hell if I do this, you know, instead of saying the Bible says, I want my kids to say the Bible says. I have my 10 year old would say the Bible says I'm going to hell if I do this. Like she knows the Bible says that it's not what mom says. Right. But the girl went in and said, my mom said this. And the, the counselor literally said to her, it doesn't matter what your mom says. It doesn't matter what she said. The Bible says it matters what you want. This world is what you want. You get to decide what you want. You get to decide what you want to be. That is evil. That is demonic. That is not a God. And that, that needs to end. And these people like Jay White are over the school board. Okay. Yeah. He's over the school oh, board, boy. allowing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I mean, I mean, if you don't know what you are, um, anybody that takes a blood test, they'll tell you the blood test will tell you what you are. Mm-hmm. Go blood test is what I say. You want to trust the science. I fully agree with you. Go trust the science and go take a blood test. And the blood test will tell you what you are.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: it. Leave it at that. Don't even do it anything else. Just take a blood test trust the science Take a blood test. That's it.
1: That's and and now you can even draw blood when you're pregnant and see if you have a boys or girls or like if you have twins, they can say you're having a boy and a girl or two boys or I, whatever. What? It just by blood test instead of the ultrasound. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even look at body parts. Just
2: take a blood test.
0: <laughs> Most I, that's definitely. True. That's true. Well, I'm so glad I had you both on. Is there anything else either of you would like to add? Anything? <laughs> I think
1: you should talk about the punish for Protecting.
0: Oh, yes. Your
2: book. Oh, sure. I can talk about that. Um, I have a, a non-profit,
1: nonprofit, um, 501c4.
2: It's called Punish for Protecting Incorporated. And I have a book. Oh, look at that. It just showed up in my hand. I have a uh-uh. book, Punished for Protecting the Injustice System of Family Court, um, and it's You know, it was published a few years ago, and it has actually become an international bestseller. It was a bestseller uh, here for uh, two times so far. There are some really good bits and nuggets in this. It talks about my case and what happened. At the back of the book, it gives us a lot of law regarding... your protective rights what your rights always were and i'm also working on two more story books that i haven't I, i'm inundated with people so i haven't been able to finish but i'm gonna do it's gonna be a sequel to this because this actually kind of did kind of lean on reform because i you know obviously we when you started out 15 years ago you thought you could reform satan and hitler and i learned you cannot no. reform satan and hitler so there's a little bit about reform in there but everybody knows me that i'm the i'm the abolished abolish person abolish arrest so in the new book which is punished no more and free to protect that's going to talk about the abolish abolishing and the treason and so on and so forth title 18 sections 241 and 2 um and then i have another book that i'm still working on um, we're, we're, um it's coming wow. together and it's called i survived a narcissist you can too but it's wow. relative relationship and families. Mm-hmm that you've gotten in relationship to the court, because the judges are majority are very serious narcissists. Um, You can't do the job and not be a narcissist because empathy is the opposite of a narcissist. And if you allow this to happen to families, you're destroying our country from within and you are clearly a narcissist. So they're very much hand in hand. Um, But if anybody needs help too, there's a section in my website, which has lots and lots of encouraging testimonies from children, from families uh, kids being returned, kids not being taken, kids being kept safe, um, all through it. You can go to the YouTube channel by clicking on it, punished for protecting website, which is punished, uh, for being a parent.com. Lots of info there. You can click all through it. Um, and you can also go to the book, a talk link and you, my assistant will schedule an initial consultation, which starts with an initial intake from an intake specialist.
0: And then we go from there. So that's awesome. I'm so glad. Thank you. I wish I would have known you in 2015. Where were yes. you?
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what you said the other day at court. I wish you were here like a few years back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh... Yeah, I know. Me too. I wish I knew somebody like me back then when I went through the hell. Oh, right. I, didn't. I,
1: didn't. <laughs> I, said, I said to um, Marianne, where you said that Hannah's a lot like you. I said, Marianne, you're so much like me. Even the stuff that we like, like courses yes. and, you know, all the stuff, music and things like that. And then up to even our stories are so similar and nursing and all our background, we were just like, oh my gosh, we're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and Marianne gotta tell you I love
2: your voice and like you do such a great job on this on on slam the gavel I love the name of it oh thank you I just love you're doing such a great job and you got such a great radio voice it's just you're perfect for this job God put the right person he knew what he was doing
0: (laughs) I think so and I thank you for saying that because I hate my voice (laughs) oh no I
2: love it I (laughs) love her voice it's so it's like soothing but it's very radio you know it's like it you're really good at this
0: really thank you I totally appreciate that. <laughs> and I'll be talking to you, Fran, and um, your friend Hannah yeah. this week too. So, well, um, I'm going, uh, don't jump off, slam the gavels of podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough and Cry Out for Justice Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Fran. And Amy, here in the future, and other guests. So thank you so much for popping on. Thank, thank you so you. much for having Definitely. Mm-hmm. You'll be back. <laughs>